tell me on Thursday, I came in for worship in the word. And I just kept hearing, like, it's time to dream. Like, you need to dream again. And he started showing me how, how sometimes when we grow up, we're not taught to dream. We're taught to get a job, make some money, pay the bills, make sure everything's taken care of, and boom, that's it. That, that, that's all life gives you, right? <laughs> and then God shows up, and you get saved, and then you get, you know, this new beginning with him. And then something still stays the same. You get stuck in your patterns and your cycles. And then you don't know how to dream. And God, I, God's shown me in my life about dreaming with him. And um, I received three necklaces this past week when I went to West Virginia. And they all spoke to me like prophetically from different people that God told them to give it to me. And, um, and in that process, God... The three means the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit to me. And I really believe that the Lord is going to begin to resurrect, resurrect you. We've got Easter, like Resurrection Day coming soon. And he wants to resurrect some dreams and some visions inside of you. Um, he really does. He's like digging in. And like it was so, it was so crazy because um, the guys were out here working the other day. And they were cleaning up here in the front. And Peter got in the truck, and he's like, Mom, we had to pull some deep, deep roots out. I mean some deep roots. They were growing in the foundation. They were messing up the foundation. And thank God we went and pulled them. And the Lord began, like right now, he just reminded me of that. And the Lord really is saying, look, some of the roots have to get pulled. Some of the roots have to get pulled out of your foundation. And when I was up here in worship today, I literally saw the Lord's hand breaking rock. And I saw him like get it in his hand and crumble it in his hand, the rock of the old foundations that we were taught growing up. And that those old foundations, sometimes we're scared to let go of or we don't know how to let go of them. But we've got to let go of those old foundations, even the religious mindset, in order to begin to dream with him. Because every time we, God wants to give us something supernaturally in a dream or in a vision, our mind gets in the way of the religious mindset, and it puts a halt to the dreaming with him. And I know that it does because my growing up, I was never taught to dream. I was like... You're going to get a job, you're going to work, you're going to make some money, you're going to pay the bills, and as long as your bills can be covered, you are good. Like, you've done enough. I don't even think uh, education was a promotion growing up when I was young. That's part of your dreaming, you know what I'm saying? And so here I come, and God gets a hold of me, and God teaches me how to dream with him. I think the most powerful thing that I experienced with dreaming with him where God began to change my mindset was we had taken a trip to Alabama. The Lord had called us over there to, to bring our youth. And I was so trying to figure things out. I was like, okay, we have like, it's like hundreds of dollars for the van. Where are we going to sleep our 20 youth? Because hotels are extremely expensive. And I'm like trying to figure this all out in my mind. And I was like, okay, and then we have to make sure we feed all these kids. 
And then I have to, so you see what I'm saying? And so I, I, start, I continually cut off the dreaming with God. So I, we finally get over there. God provides the finances for the van. We finally get there. And we didn't even know where we were going. We were just told, look, you're going to stay. Uh, somebody's willing to house you guys, and you guys don't have to end up paying for a hotel. And so we get there, and the Lord just, like, literally falls on me. Like, his presence falls on me. We get there, and it's a doctor's house. And they have, like, three levels in their home. Like, it's this humongous house. And every single youth had their own bed and their own room. And here I am thinking, God, how are we going to do this? And then we walk into this room, and I'm worried about food. And they have, like, an abundance of, like, they had a whole room just for snacks. And then I go into the kitchen, and the lady there, she's so sweet. She says, she says, we've got all your meals taken care of for the whole entire time you guys are here. We've got gift cards. We've got all this stuff. And I'm just sitting there, like, trying to keep it together because this is God teaching me how to dream with him. And he's like, look, you got to get out of that old mindset, that old wineskin. you gotta, you got to transition your thoughts. And I get in the truck with Pete, and I just start bawling. And I said, God, this is what it's like to dream with you. Because you make these supernatural things that I couldn't do or any of us could have done, and you make these things happen. I think that was the most part in my life where I was impacted the most to understand that my life wasn't mine anymore. It was his And as long as I just kept understanding that it was his and not mine anymore, he would take care of all the details. He would take care of all the little bitty things that I thought I needed to figure out. And so (laughs) I began to see things totally, totally different at that point. So I saw him breaking the old foundations. And then the Lord began to show me about the, whole, the, the thing about barely making it. Because that was like, when I was growing up, that's the way it was. Like, you would barely make it sometimes. And the Lord's like, no, in my kingdom, there's an abundance. There is no barely making it. There's more than enough. And so I began to understand and transition my thoughts to the more, the, that there was more than enough for everybody and anybody in the kingdom of God. And so that was another game changer for me in my mind of how to dream with him. I remember one day I was uh, in Alabama and I was standing there. And I'm a very, very simple person. And I was content with Jesus at this time. And I was standing there in, in, in my house at the time. We had our studio in our house down this main street. And the Lord had been telling us, you know, really pulling on us to move from Florence to, to Birmingham. And I remember having this talk with Jesus, and I was like, Jesus, I said, if, if you want me to stay here, like, I'm content here. I'll stay here. How many times do we do that in our lives? Like, we get comfortable, and we're like, I'm content here. I'm comfortable here. There's no need for me to have any change. I'm good. And the Lord, I'm in my kitchen. The Lord has this talk with me, and he says, yeah, that's, you're content and you're comfortable there and you'll stay there for another year. He said, but your thoughts have to be like my thoughts. 
He's like, and that's not where I want you this year. He's like, I'm trying to give you more. And I'm sitting there in my kitchen and I'm crying because I don't understand what more looks like. I don't understand what he was even saying in that moment. Like, what does more even look like? And he kept saying, I just want to give you more. I'm going to give you more and I'm going to give you more. And we ended up, and then he says at the end, he says, you need the more for what you're going to do for this coming season. I had no idea what he was going to have me do the coming season. But this is him teaching me how to dream with him. So I just agreed and I said, okay. I said, we'll start packing up. We'll start moving. We'll start doing everything. And I was like, because the more is going to come and I'm going to dream with you, God. And so we did. We packed up our boxes the same day that our um, lease expired from one place. It started somewhere else. And God was just awesome like that. Like when, when you allow him to come into your life to dream with him, he makes everything connect like this perfect, beautiful thing. And you don't have to do anything because he brings it to you. I didn't have to go out and look for the jewelry this past weekend. God knows my heart. He knows what I, the kisses he gives me. He knows the intimacy. He knows the relationship we have. That he knew that even having these people who had no idea. I mean, some of these women that were coming out to me, they're like, this is so weird. I just feel like God's telling me to do this. And I was like, and I just started laughing. And then I went from laughing to crying because that's mine and his relationship. This is how we communicate together. So what would mean foolish or crazy to somebody else would mean the world to, to me or to somebody. You know what I'm saying? When you're dreaming with him, you don't even know. So, so then we go through this process, right? And I really believe that we're entering into a season of favor and of grace. And Esther, let me tell you about Esther because the Lord's been really, really highlighting that to me. Esther had to hide who she was for a season out of safety, right? She couldn't tell anybody who she really was because they would kill her. But then there came a point in time in her life where she gained favor with the king. There came a point in time where there was a shift in her circumstances where she became, uh, where she had this immense favor with the king. And it, ta it talks in scripture, if you go open that up, Esther 5, 2, and 3. And we're going to talk about what it looked like when Esther gained the favor of the king. So it says, when he saw Queen Esther standing there in the inner court, he welcomed her and held out this gold scepter to her. So Esther approached and touched the end of the scepter. See, in those days, when you wanted to talk to the king, he had to receive you. And the way that he would tell you that, he, that you were being received is by extending out the scepter to you and then you would have to touch the other end of the scepter with your hand. 
because it was like a sign of honor. It was a sign that you were being accepted and that the king was open to hear what you had to say. You were being received. So she goes and she does that. And it says, then the king asked her, what do you want? Queen Esther, what is your request? I really believe the Lord is telling us that right now. He's saying, what do you want? What is your request? But it comes in an intimate time with him. When you're intimate with the king, when, when you get to know one another, that you gain his favor. Because Esther had to spend a lot of time with the king up until this point. And in that intimate time with the king, reading to him and wearing the perfumes he liked and doing everything. Her whole entire time she was there, she was all about what the king wanted, not what she wanted. And so she gained his favor. And then she comes up. And I really believe that is the time we're entering into with this favor and this grace. And he says, what do you want, Queen Esther? And one thing, too, he acknowledged her as queen. That's part of her identity of what God had already put inside of her. You see? And then it says, what is your request? I will give it to you. Even if it's half the kingdom, exclamation mark. That means he said it loudly. He said it with excitement. That's what the exclamation means. He didn't say, well, what do you want, Esther? You know, whatever you want, I'm just going to give it to you. No, he was excited for his queen. He was excited to hear from her what she had to say because she had gained his favor. And when you gain the king's favor, that's the way it is, that you can approach the throne of God he can extend out his scepter to you. Your hand can come and touch the other side of the scepter, and he's going to tell you, what's your request? What is it that you want? You know, I've had those moments in my life. I remember one time in Texas, I was sitting in service, and I had this angel show up that was so beautiful. And in my spirit, in the, in the Lord, I could hear Holy Spirit say, what is it that you want? And when you catch the king's attention, you're pretty, you, you have to be very careful what you're asking him for. You have to sit there and be like, well, now that I caught your attention, I don't even know what to ask for because whatever I'm asking because I've caught your attention and your favor, then I have to be very careful what I'm asking for. And when I got asked that question by the Holy Spirit, I was like, I was like, lost for words because when it came to that point I was like I don't want to just say whatever I'm in front of the king I've caught his attention I don't want to just ask for money to pay my bills I'm like I'm talking regional I'm talking nations I'm talking with a bigger dream I'm not just talking for poor little Alice here I have to think clearly what I'm going to ask the king for because if he's extended his scepter out to me that I'm dreaming with him, with the de desires of his heart, that my heart and his heart would come together as one. And what I speak out of my mouth is going to come out of the desires of his heart and not just mine. So I have to, I had to be, you have to be careful when that happens. And it says, and um, it says, and Esther replied, if it please the king, you see, here she goes again. If it pleases the king. She always was about the king's business, about nothing else but his business. And so I believe we've caught the king's attention. 
the favor and the grace is come is here now and now we can begin to really be in that intimate time with him begin to ask him for things but not for selfish reasons not for our own gain but for the kingdom of god so it can be prosperous so it can be blessed so it can have all kinds of great things and because that's what she was about Look what it says in Isaiah 55.8. Let's go to that. We're talking about dreaming with God, and what does that even look like? Look what Isaiah says. Let's pull it up. It's Isaiah. I think I have this it's Isaiah 5. Hold on. I'm going to find it for you because I wrote it down in my notes. It's Isaiah 55. Five. Let's start on 8. I want you to get the full picture of this, okay? It says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. We're on 55.8, Isaiah 55.8. And it says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. My ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. It says, the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. See, when you dream with him, there's such a production of fruit because when you dream with him, his thoughts are always higher than our thoughts. So we can't think with just our own minds. We have to reach into the heavens and say, what are, what are you talking about, God? What, do you, what are your thoughts that are higher than my thoughts? Our thoughts will keep us stuck in a place. Our way of thinking will keep us stuck in a place. But his thoughts are higher. See, that's where the dreaming comes from. Because you're like, I just want to dream with you, God, and my thoughts are going to be higher than, than your thoughts are going to be higher than my thoughts. And I'm going to extend my hand up to pull those thoughts down from heaven that I'm going to think the way you think, not the way that I was taught, not the way that I was brought up. None of that even matters because God shows up with his own thoughts. So then the Lord was just showing me like, there's treasure in each and every one of us. There's so much treasure inside of you that God hasn't even opened up yet. That's what I believe. Like, when God speaks to me, he's speaking to a whole body to me. That's the way I see that. It's never just for me. It's for everybody. But the treasures that are inside of you, 
he's, that's what the gifts were about that Pete was even sharing about this morning. He's unveiling the treasures that are lying inside of you. Look what it says in Matthew 6.21. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If your heart is fixed on him, if your heart is fixed on the Lord, then that's where your treasure is going to be. It's going to be found in him, not in anything else in the natural of this world. It's going to be found in him. So, so I want you to ask this to yourself. Where are our spiritual eyes? We can't see the invisible realm or discover our treasure if we don't know where our eyes are. Paul talks about this, how God would enlighten the eyes of our understanding or the eyes of our heart. This is the scripture in Ephesians 1.18. It says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what the hope of his calling is, what are the riches of the glory and his inheritance in the saints. There is an inheritance there. That's what this dreaming with God is all about. He, it's not something you produce. It's not something you do. You, my, the most favorable times in my life have never been because me or my husband or anybody in my family did anything extravagant. It was Jesus. He shows up with his favor. He makes things happen. He makes the impossible happen. He always does that. The meaning for eyes of our understanding is mind, will, and intellect. Also, the eyes of our understanding is translated literally as the eyes of our imagination. This is the same realm that little children naturally live in, in the realm of the imagination. How many of y'all have been having imaginations like children? Yeah, you have to. The imagination like a child. And let me tell you in scripture where it talks about this because you're like, what? How, what does that even mean? Matthew 18, 3, it says, and he said, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. He's talking about the supernatural kingdom of heaven. He's talking about heavenly encounters. He's not talking about get saved to go to heaven. He's talking about you're going to have access to greater things in the heavenly realms when you become like a child again with a great imagination. They're releasing like this new movie in the natural of Weenie the Pooh. It was this little boy who went on these adventures with these made-up things and these made-up places. And I was like, what great of a time that that would be released in the natural, that now God's speaking to us in our spirit that we've let go of our imagination. Our imagination is the part of our brain. It's the part of us that, create, that has creativity inside of it. And we begin to shut the creativity of God inside of us when we can't imagine things anymore. Do you know that when you begin to imagine things, they begin to happen? If we're imagining bad things, guess what? They're going to happen. If our imagination is always being negative, always thinking bad thoughts, you're manifesting that stuff. But if our imagination is on heaven and on, on, on great goodness of God, like we were talking about, he's a good, good father. 
Well, is your imagination matching up to the good, good father that we're serving? Because then he can come in and he can, he can do so much with you with you dreaming with him. See, the visions and all of that that he gives us, all the visions he gives us is not, is not just so that way they can lay dormant. It's so we can begin to do something with those dreams and those visions. Another thing is that I think some, about, about a month ago, we released about the honey manifesting in here. And some people could smell it. And, and it, says, it says in the word, in Psalms 81, 16, it says, And with honey from the rock, I would have, I would have satisfied you. When you dream with God, there's such a release of honey that comes with dreaming with God. And you can taste his goodness in the honey. I think in the natural, when I first got here, there was so much honey everywhere in the building. Everywhere I went where there was, because we have a lot of tea drinkers, I would see honey all the time. The Lord was reminding me of that this morning. He was like, we've got to have the honey again. We've got to have the honey again to taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, we can't forget about everything he's already done and where he's brought us from. The dreams and the visions come out in his presence. Because it's your spirit, it's your soul inside of you that's connecting with Holy Spirit that is allowing you to see things from a heaven's perspective. And the dreams and the visions come to you and they land in your belly, they land in your spirit. Not so that way it could be a good thought. I think sometimes we get confused and we're like, well, why did I even think of that? No, God put it in your thoughts on purpose so that way you can dream with him. My husband, years ago, God gave him a vision about a radio station. He knew he had no idea how to run a radio. He had no idea about how it all functioned, how it all worked. But Jesus came and in his worship, in the presence of God, came and dropped this radio on him. And he's like, well, I've got to learn how to do this because Jesus is showing it to me. And it became so real to him. He had nothing. Like, we had nothing. We had no equipment, no nothing. But it had to come with an imagination from the creator himself about this radio thing. And then he came and he's like, well, I know you need wires, so let's get some wires. Well, I know you need a computer, so let's get a computer. So everything he did know, he did know at the time, he began to put things together. And then he began to, 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 to believe in the dream with God. And then God began to send all the rest for that dream. It wasn't something he had to make happen or manifest. It was him agreeing with the dream and then positioning himself to, to come in agreement with heaven. And heaven comes down and blesses it. You see, heaven breathes on it. We have to begin to cast our nets out and begin to dream. You use the things you do have and not think about what you don't have to make that dream come to pass. The enemy is real good about showing up and telling you what you don't have. But when you turn around and you tell him what you do have, what's in your hands you use, what's around you you use, then the enemy has no right to that dream anymore because it's from the Lord. So don't ever let the enemy come and put 
a stop to dreaming with God. Use what you have around you. You see what I'm saying? Don't, don't disconnect yourself from that dream just because you don't see it in front of you. If the dream comes from heaven, then God's going to provide in a heavenly, supernatural way for the dream. <clears throat> this is what I saw in the spirit, like on Thursday. And the Lord, I know the Lord is going to show you some things in it. But I saw everybody writing three, three dreams. Maybe they were dreams when you were a kid. When I grow up, I want blah, blah, blah. Maybe there were dreams that you had that you never saw come to pass. Because God is redigging those dreams out today. He wants you to have hope. He wants you to dream again. He wants you to come and be in agreement with heaven, that heaven is getting stirred up, and you're agreeing with that. So pull out a pen and a paper, and we're going to pray this morning. And God's going to show you some things that maybe you haven't even thought about in a really long time. And God's saying, you need to dream again. We need to put it in. I remember <laughs> somebody used to tell me, if it's not written in black and white, it didn't happen. Because I guarantee you, as soon as you walk out the door this morning, the enemy's going to tell you something totally different. But if you write it down and you keep it in your Bible and, and begin to use what you have around you to make those dreams come to pass, he's going to do it on his timing. On his sovereign timing, he's going to do it. And then he's going to come in and blow on that thing, and it's going to be greater than you could ever imagine. So we're going to pray this morning, and we're going to ask God to open heaven to come and give you some dreams. And he's going to show up this morning, and you're going to dream with God again. How does that even happen? Because we become like children, right? We're his children. So we have access to everything in heaven. There's nothing he puts limits on. So maybe you're writing and you freak yourself out because the dream you put down is so big. And you're like, oh, that's way too big. No, it's not ever too big for Jesus. He does it all. Write it down. Put it in your Bible. And we have to begin to meditate on the dreams he gives us. Because as soon as we walk out the door, the enemy is going to tell you something different. He always does. But if you have it written down, you go in the word and you find even things that match with that dream. And you begin to take the things around you to make those dreams begin to happen. God will send you the resources. He'll send you the finances. I, I know that for a fact, but it's time for you to dream again. We're not just going to get stuck in this every day, go to work, come home, go to bed, wake up in a routine and a cycle anymore. God has so much more for each and every one of you that are here today. And, you know, your, the dreams that you have, they're your own dreams. They don't... Your, your spouse is going to help you make those dreams come to pass. But whatever God's speaking to you, to your spirit, it may be something totally different than your spouse. I've got personal dreams that maybe they won't even match with Pete's dreams. But that's okay. We all have our own things God is having us do this season. We've got to taste the honey again and see that he's good. Write down your dreams. We're just going to pray this morning.
God, we thank you, God, for the increase. We thank you for the more that you're doing in our midst, God. We thank you for the honey, God, that tastes so good on our lips, on our tongue, God, this morning, Lord. We just ask right now, God, that the heavens would come open over your children, that you would begin to show each one of your sons and daughters this morning how to dream again, how to have hope again, how to see beyond measure, God, beyond limitations, God. We just take away any limitations right now in our minds, God. Even things as a kid, God, I pray that you heal it, that you restore it this morning, God, that created those foundational thoughts, God, that are not from you, God. We just pray that you show them the new thing of dreaming with you this morning, God. So we pray heaven would break open above us, that our spirit could get caught up with heaven, and we begin to dream with you, Father. We begin to see the desires of your heart this morning for your kingdom, God. And we begin to agree with those dreams, with those desires of your heart, even over us, God. That it all goes to glorify you and honor you, God. So we just break it open. We just take off weariness. We take off being tired, God. We pray for supernatural strength right now. I pray for focus right now, God. That any cloudiness in the minds would be broken and it would be gone. Familiarity would be broken, God. That we value every single moment we have with you, God. We value the intimate times we have with you, God. Three things. Whatever you wrote down, I want you guys to come and just put it up here. You don't have to sign it. I mean, you don't have to put a name on it if you don't want to. That's not a problem. Just put it in here. You know, sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes the vision is so raw that people can't see it. You know, and by, by us doing this, what we do is we partner. We partner with God this morning. We're going to partner with God this morning. Every dream, every vision that God has given us, whether it's for your ministry or your family, a loved one, Anybody else? Good. Okay, so this is what I want us to do. Uh, Father, I just thank you, God. Can can I have everybody just kind of come up here? Just kind of let's just stand right here. Let's just we're gonna we're gonna jump in this. Let's just, let's just, if we can, can we just hold hands? Maybe, I know it sounds weird, but let's just hold hands right around this. Because you know what? It says when two or more are in agreement, we'll see heaven. You know, and I, I just declare that right now. Come on, this is good. Holy Ghost, thank you, Father. 
Writing it out. Come on, Jen. Double, double. Double, double. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to wait for Jen so she can get her. to come uncapped in our minds, in our hearts, in our soul, in our spirits, God. <laughs> that you would show us how to dream again this morning, God. We pray over every single dream, God. Even old dreams that we had given up on, God. Age is not a matter, God, in your kingdom, God. There is no time in heaven, God. So if we felt we missed it, God, we didn't miss it, God, because we can just realign with those dreams, God. And we can just ask for you right now, God, to come and breathe on every single dream, God, every single time that the enemy came and stole our dreams, God. We pray for restoration of dreams this morning, God. We pray for restoration of hope in our bellies again, God. <laughs> we pray that you would just come, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Send out the angels to orchestrate the dreams, God. <laughs> we co-labor with heaven this morning and the angelic of making these dreams possible, God. <laughs> Our entire state has a, has a stamping, God. In God, all things are possible, God. And we agree with that stamp over the state, God, that all things are possible, God. <laughs> all the dreams are possible, God. <laughs> we just thank you for the joy that you're ushering in with this dreaming with you again, God. <laughs> it's going to come in the night hour just in your dreams the things he's going to give you in your dreams at night. <laughs> Those of you that are so busy during the day, he's going to come show you things in your dreams. And you just wake up in the night hour and you write them down because it's him speaking to your spirit. It's him coming and, and encouraging you and bringing you hope again. So we just agree with that right now, Jesus. <laughs> we pray over every single dream because it's valuable and it matters to you, God. Each son, each daughter, begin to dream with you, God. And have fun with you like a child again, God. Have adventures in the dreams with you again, God. We just thank you, Jesus. Father, we just thank you, God, and we just say, Lord, let the double-double blessing come. Increase vision, encounters, and dreams. Double-fold, triple-fold. In Jesus' name, amen.